Buzz. Hello. Hi. Welcome to episode 30? 30. 30. Dirty 30. Dirty 30. And what is it ever going to be dirty? Oh my God. <laughs> it is. Uh, 30th episode of Funny Lady Film Club. Right. That's what you're listening to. Uh, I'm Alex. I'm Danielle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, we usually start the show by talking about what we watched this week, movie-wise. Yep. What did you watch this week, Danielle? I saw so many movies this week. You really I'm like did. a gold star movie watcher. I know you are. <laughs> I saw, I watched the Nora Ephron documentary on HBO. I also watched that. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. Okay, so what do you think? Um, it really made me want to see all of the people who were her friends' like, whole apartments, because mm-hmm. all their apartments looked really nice. I know. Um, but this was a movie, because I went into it being like, I don't know if it's going to be good, because I definitely have like a friends should make friends documentary and policy this was, her son. this was her son but i felt like maybe because he was an investigative journalist he had like a really good edit on it and mm. i felt like it was very tasteful and sort of represented it wasn't like all rosy or great like i think it showed all different sides of her and mm-hmm. um yeah it, it was it was really good i liked it a lot i liked it a lot too because i just i maybe i said this to you but she just lived in a world that i think everyone wants to live in yeah she was the funniest smartest person in her friend group mm-hmm. everyone loved her all of, and of a friend group that were all intellectual highly successful right and it made me be like shit i should read more books right yeah and didn't you think when as i was watching and they were going through the story of her life mm-hmm. i kept thinking i don't know if I, I don't know what i would do in this woman's situation no idea. At the point when she was pregnant and she moved in with her book editor or book friend's yeah. house. Amazing uh-huh. house. Amazing house. For six weeks, I was thinking, if that happened to me right now, I don't know who I'd go live with for six weeks. I know you'd offer, Alex. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> I don't know if that I would want to come bring my kid here and be me, Whiskey, Andrew, and like, and all on top of each other, you right. know? Like, and it wasn't just one kid. It was two kids. Yeah. And I just, I feel like it would be, I, it would be such an imposition. Right. But she was fine with it. Well, it seemed like Book Editor also had a dope house, so maybe she, like, took that into consideration. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But, I mean, I did stay in your empty apartment for half a month. Yeah, but that's different from, like, six weeks. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's, that's not that long. She was there Plus for six was months. Empty. Oh, six months then. Sorry. And that was, that apartment was empty. Yeah. You know? Right. I, I don't know. I just, her friend seemed really nice to me. Super nice. <laughs> and, like, very, it seemed like such a small, cool circle of people who were doing really interesting things. They were all at the top of their fields. All of them. And when, at the, the anecdote about how she would just go up to famous people at parties and invite them over to dinner. Right. I kept, I thought to myself, oh shit, have I like squandered all my opportunities to do that? <laughs> but like, I just, I can't imagine doing that. We've been at parties, right. name drop alert. Yeah. We've been at parties where there've been some very famous people. Sure. And I, my natural inclination was to run away from them and hide. But I also think that we're living in a very different era of celebrity mm-hmm. where I think if you had said that to a celebrity in the sixties in New York, it would have been a little bit more of like a, ja- a jaunty thing. Yeah. Because if you said that to someone now, they would be like, no, you're going to kill me. If I said that to a Vine star now, they'd be like, no, I'm out of your league. Right. <laughs> like, that's the problem. If I said yeah. that to anyone, if I said that to someone with 2,000 more Twitter followers than me, they'd be like, eh, no thanks. <laughs> but yeah, but I just feel like it was a different time. But yeah. she must have been like so ballsy and just so cool. Yeah, she was just cool from the start. It runs in the family. Yeah. Also, it's interesting because I feel like as, you know, as time goes by and more and more documentaries are made like this about all kinds of different luminary people because of like how like the internet and and all kinds of like different ways of record keeping like we're gonna have so much more footage and material like that which i think is really interesting because one of my favorite parts of that movie was how much actual footage they have of her speaking Mm -hmm. and a lot of the audio that's clearly like from her audiobooks right um so yeah i was just like oh hopefully this keeps getting better and better and more interesting too much yeah, probably. It is. <laughs> so it'll be like tweets. Yeah, it's going to be tweets. It's going to be sex tapes. Everyone's sex tape is going to come out. Yeah, <laughs> and they're going to put that in your documentary. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> so that was good. I'm yeah. glad we liked that. I know, I did. I also watched Pitch Perfect 2. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what? I got to tell you. You liked it? I didn't have a problem with it at all. Okay. 
I, well, and I missed the first like 10 to 20 minutes maybe because I, I caught it singing. on HBO. It was probably just singing. Well, so that's the thing. I, okay, as I was watching it, I was like, oh man, everyone hated this movie. I got to like figure out why. Right. And I didn't have a problem with it. I thought it was pretty funny. Okay. However, the, the thing about Pitch Perfect, which they usually, which they do great for the most part, do very well for the most part, is... You know, you're there for because you want to see some bomb singing and yeah. you know music m- melodies mashups, mashups. <laughs> and all that. Yeah, and the very end, the com- climactic. Yeah, the concert, big number, the big game, the big game was so not good. Ugh. It was an original song no, written no, by no, like no, Haley no, Seinfeld's no. character. Oh god, and it was just like. No one wanted this. I know that they wanted to make extra money or maybe be nominated for an Oscar for Best Original Song, oh but God. that's not why I'm here, you know? You can't you play me end, out like that. Unless it's fucking Can't Fight the Moonlight, you cannot mm-hmm. end on an original song. Mm-mm. Because it's just like, it's the moment where everyone wants to sing along the most. Exactly. And you can't do that. It's like, I'm going to Carly Rae Jepsen tonight, and mm-hmm. it's like if Carly Rae Jepsen plays like a new song, that's when I'm going to go to the bathroom. Yeah, you know, because like I'm glad that she's writing new songs, but I didn't, I like I didn't buy you tickets for that. Came to see the hits, play the hits. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So I, on a whole, I thought the movie was good. I just thought it ended really on a sour note because of literally a sour note because of, <laughs> because of that song choice. But I will say one thing I thought. Haley Steinfeld, despite me disliking the song her character wrote, Mm -hmm. what an adorable star. Yeah. She's so cute. She's so likable. And she can sing. She has that song about masturbating. Yeah, she's got a good voice. And she's just a very good little actress. Yeah, you thought so? I thought she's the new cast member of is she like the the new like hire into the pitch perfect group? Yeah. You wait, you haven't seen it? No. I thought you saw it. No. Oh I was like, God. I loved the first Pitch Perfect so much that I was like, I don't know if I want to sully. Like, It's not bad. Okay. It's not bad at all. It's well, totally watchable on TV, you know? Okay. Um, well, Kay Cannon wrote it again, and Elizabeth Banks produced and directed it, right? Right. Inter- and it was like the biggest musical comedy opening of all time? Yeah. Or it was like, it was the biggest opening for anything. It hit everything else out of the water, I remember. There was some... Right. There were some, like, male-dominated movies that happened <clears throat> at the same time, and Pitch Perfect 2 was number one, and it was a huge deal, and I right. forget which ones, because history only remembers the winners. Of course. But, um, yeah, I would recommend, I would say if you have a night right. and nothing else is on, it's totally fun. Well, she's definitely writing the third one, because I was listening to, I think, script notes, and she was on it, and she was yeah. talking about it, and she was talking about how there's so much, like, fan impetus to make Anna Kendrick's character and the Britney Snow character like lesbians like that's what's happening in the Tumblr verse oh well you saw that I mean already the scene is set for that in the sequel yeah there's a lot of Anna Kendrick being like I might be a lesbian <laughs> because, which sort of feels like it comes out of nowhere but then I, then again I'm like everyone it feels like is sort of a little gay so it right. makes sense okay I just was curious because I remember her talking about that being like I wonder how she did it or if the studio was going to be like no everyone has to be straight no, no, no. They were setting the groundwork for that already. Mm. Plus, I love, I mean, and maybe you'll like this too because I think you appreciate that as well, this as well, but I love when it's, I love when it's like people who represent their country coming up against <laughs> each other because there's like the Euros versus the Americans versus right. the Chinese. <laughs> like, and it's all the different stereotypes. Yes. And I look, I'm a fan. Right. I gotta tell you, I enjoy a good stereotype. Well, because I feel like when it's in that environment, it's like we're making fun of everybody. Yeah, exactly. Right. So it's totally fair. It's not like level playing field. Mickey Rooney and Breakfast at Tiffany's. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, I give it, I give it a one thumb up for sure. Okay. And let, let me say this: that Haley Steinfeld is going places. <laughs> okay. Um, but and then the last one I saw, we both saw Midnight Special. Did you wait before that? Did you see any other? movies you want to talk about did i see any other no i finished butter call saw this week so i didn't have time for movies all right so we both saw midnight special last night yes we did see midnight special okay midnight special we really both went in i went into this movie knowing very little about it same all uh, i knew, didn't even know that my love my one true love michael shannon was michael in shannon. you told me because all i saw were commercials with lights right <laughs> so <laughs> i didn't know light big part of this movie yeah exactly. light is the the new york city of this movie right um so michael shannon Kirsten Dunst, Joel Edgerton, who you guys know that we love from The Gift. Yes, Gordo. Uh, Gordo. <laughs> Gordo. Sam yeah. Shepard, directed by Jeff Nichols, who yeah. directed Mud, among other things. But, so, 
this movie i felt like started out so great first 15 minutes of this movie i was like i love this i want to know what happens uh-huh. And then, uh, like, three quarters away from the movie, I was like, I really want to look at my phone. <laughs> and then yeah. it just ends. Right. Finally. It was a tough, listen, this is a very tough kind of movie to make. Very tough. Yes. And I, I don't think Jeff succeeded. <laughs> sure. I mean, but that being said, I didn't dislike my time in the theater. I was a little sleepy. The movie was a little literally dark. So yes, I was, it was a very dark it movie. Was, yeah, it made me a little sleepy. But um, but I did, I enjoyed it. I'm not in a rush to see it again. Sure. I understand why other people would love it. Yes. Um, Here's the thing about movies like this. So Midnight Special uh, is a movie about, not about aliens so much as it is about like the unknown. So a lot of people were comparing it to, like, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I think any time when you deal with a movie, less so in Alien, like we watched last week, but I think when it's, like, when they come to Earth, Mm -hmm. like, the movie has to ask these, like, big questions about, like, what is our place in the universe and, like, what, (laughs) just, like, who... I'd rather not. I know. I know. (laughs) But it's, like, that's what movies like that sort of set out to do. They sort of, like, want you to feel or, like, have this feeling of, like, awe about the world and about, like, how small we are compared to everything, right? So this movie is about a father who has... It's, like, Kirsten Dunst and Michael Shannon have this baby, and he's, like, a prophet. He's, like, this weird being who has, like, light that shoots out of his eyeballs. Yeah. And up until the start of the movie has been the prophet for, like, a fundamentalist church that uses him, like... uh, He speaks in tongues, he does all this stuff, and they use him as, like, their scripture machine. He's, He's their god. Right. And then, uh... Which we never see. Right. We never see. Which would have been so much fun. Well, we open uh, when they're on the road, road trip part of the movie. Because they've escaped the cult. Right. And that's why Uh, I really, I love the first 15 minutes of this movie. Where it was like, maybe a cult, you don't know what's going on. That's the funnest part of this movie is the not knowing. Well, I just, I have to counter with, I didn't know what was going on for the majority of this movie, so I, by that logic, I should have, you should have had more fun. Well, I guess it's like, it's like the suspense of being like, what's going to happen next? What yes. else can he do? Yeah. Cause that's the fun for me in movies is like, okay, this kid's magic. Let's see some magic. Right. And so you got some of that and the stuff you got was definitely very cool. Right. And very scary and like happened in very random bits, which I very much enjoyed. At sure. one point he can speak Spanish. Like, he can, can recite exactly what's happening on the Spanish radio station. Right, like he's, like, receiving it, like, yeah. an antenna would or something. Yeah, and at one point he has asteroids fall down Yeah, he, he, like, zaps a satellite down to Earth. So. And then later, his magic can help him start a car. Yeah. That part was fun. That part is so funny, because if he could have done that, then he could have... Like, why was Joel Edgerton always working on the cars? Oh, my God. Why did Joel Edgerton have to bring the cars around the front? The kid could have just used his brain power. Joel Edgerton, I was just like, why was he in this movie? Oh, yeah. I was trying to think of his function. I guess he's like, he plays like the non-believer. No, he was the believer. Right, but he was converted to being the believer. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I guess my feeling about this movie was that it was like, I don't know. It's like, when it was less is more... Like, at the beginning, uh-huh. it was so great. But right. then once it started, like, we got to Carcosa or whatever the fuck, and they then you started seeing all the alien stuff or whatever. Right. It was just like, I'm tired. Right. Because the thing is, like, it's never going to be enough. It's yeah. never going to be big enough or cool enough to right. fully encapsulate all the hype. You can't show a lot. It's like at the end of Signs. Signs right. is the best movie ever. Until Science you saw the aliens, right? And then he's like, "I hate this." <laughs> yeah, because then you and then they you then they said that aliens can't handle water. <laughs> Earth is ninety eight percent water, and so you were like, she... "This is not very smart." Right, swing away, Meryl. <laughs> but up until that point, it was literally the best movie I've ever seen. Right. <laughs> so... See, that's your favorite movie about aliens from last week. Oh, you're right. I couldn't even. I didn't even remember that it was about science. Because I mean, about aliens. Because science. You don't see the aliens until the end, right? And it, to me, it's more about. You know, movies like that are often more about the family, or it is always. It's always about belief, mm-hmm. because Mel Gibson in that movie was a priest mm-hmm. who a lost faith. Priest, 
Yes, yeah, because his wife got into a car accident, much like the car accident right. described in Now and Then, where the <laughs> wife was stuck in the car for like half an hour in pain. <laughs> yes. like, oh God, they just her. describe it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but um, but yeah, that's what this movie was. That's what Midnight Special is about too. Is it's always about belief. It's like the parents believed the kid. Then Joel Edgerton also believed in the kid. Right. You know, it's just, it's always about believing. Right. Do you believe that we're, that the aliens are real? Do you Mm -hmm. believe? And then if you do, what does that mean about like how you're going to live your life or whatever? Yeah. Anyway, Midnight Special was not that special. Also, we could not figure out why it was called Midnight Special. Yeah, I don't know. No, it could have been called like Supermarket Microwave. It was <laughs> yeah. the same fucking movie. But it had two of my favorite. I mean, you know what? I might even put Joel into one of my new favorite actors. <laughs> He's definitely like so, a fresh new face. Yeah, three of my favorite actors in a movie. So I'm, I'm, I give it, I give it another solid thumb up. <laughs> I would give it a thumb up too. It was a fun movie to see in my theater. And it was, it was nice not knowing anything about it. Right. I, I like doing that. The first time I remember ever doing that, I saw Finding Forrester. <laughs> Are you remember, the man now, dog? <laughs> yeah. I remember being like, well, this was not what I expected. Um, and I would also go so far as, as to say I would see Midnight Special three more times consecutively rather than go see Batman vs. Superman. Yes. Absolutely. Wait, did you watch that video that was like... Ben Affleck being so sad. With uh, Sound of Silence playing. Yes. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. I love people on the internet sometimes, God, it's right? It's so good. Guys, sometimes the internet's so good and sometimes it's so bad. It's so bad. But today it was good. Today it was good. <laughs> uh, anyway, that was what we watched this week. Yes. We should get on to the main event. Yes. Uh, for our Dirty 30 episode, we watched Wild Things. The dirtiest. The dirtiest. That we've done so far, oh I believe. Oh my God. Yes. I think it is. Um... And it's, uh, March 20th was Wild Thing's 18th anniversary. It came out 18 years ago, so it's finally legal. Okay. And I wrote a little something about my love for this movie for Glamour because you did. I am so passionate about it. And I reread it today so that I could dismantle <laughs> it. Um, I really stand behind this movie. It's a feminist film. It is sexy. It's funny. It's Wild Things. Okay. <laughs> it is so, wild Alex, things. had you ever seen this movie before? No, I had not seen this movie before. Did you avoid it? How could you have avoided it? Didn't you have some horny guy in college try to get you to watch it with him? No, Danielle, <laughs> all my friends in college were gay. I know, but... <laughs> um. Okay, so this movie came out in 1998 when I was in fourth grade, so I was definitely not going to see it in theaters. No. I but I remember it. seeing the box at like Wild Things being like, Oh, too much. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't handle Rated it. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I had really never seen it, and I had just never really, I didn't know what it was about. Uh-huh. I just knew that they were going to make out at some point. Because yeah. I remember seeing the clips at the MTV Movie Awards or whatever. Because didn't they get nominated for Best Kiss? No, oh, I'm sure. I remember that vividly. I didn't, at that point in my life, I didn't have the MTV movie awards because I didn't have MTV, but I'm sure that. I just remember them kissing in the movie being like a big thing because this was when it was still a big deal that like Britney Spears showed her belly button. Totes. So lesbians was like, ah, does that compute? And it's still, I mean, they go far. It's still pretty risque for two mainstream, this is a mainstream movie, you know? This isn't like, this isn't porn. This was Paramount. This yeah, this movie picture. came out. I mean, if I saw two mainstream actresses, it's still a big deal when mainstream actresses do this. Like when mm-hmm. Julianne Moore and Amanda Seyfried did it for Chloe, or mm-hmm. or the sex scene in Blue is the warmest color, mm-hmm. which I haven't seen, but Me was either. a big deal. But it was like lesbians. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, okay, so I really didn't know how to feel when I finished this movie. Did you watch it with Andrew? I'm curious. I watched it all by myself. <laughs> okay. This morning, in the broad light of day, okay, there is okay, nothing sexy about what okay. I watched it. All right, and um, uh, tell me, what was your what was your initial thoughts? What were your my initial thought was like your gut feeling. This movie to me feels like erotic burn notice fan fiction. Interesting. I've never seen Burn Notice. Okay, Burn Notice is a USA show about like hot cops in Florida. Okay, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. So, okay. so it was a negative reaction or what? It was, I think it, my initial reaction was negative, but I can appreciate. Why? Okay, so what didn't you like? I just, okay, I think on a base level, I just didn't have chemistry with this movie. 
I did not. But why do you think? I don't know. There was just like I never laughed out loud, and like I wow. wanted to. There were wow. times. There were a lot of times where I was like, "Ugh!" Like <laughs> that was the cheesiest line I've ever heard. Wow. I felt like so much of the script was like they just did a single pass on the scene because all the lines were like so basic. No. Yeah. Oh my god. There were so many scenes taste. where he was. Yes. This movie, I was like, we're not gonna. Agree. No, we will never agree on that. No, I think no, the no. script is tight. Well, okay. So then after that, I was like, I don't know how to feel. I need someone who can like guide to tell me. you how to feel. Right. Exactly. So you should have come to me because uh, then I would I read have given you a better opinion. <laughs> well, okay. So I read Roger Ebert's review of this to be like, okay, okay. he's a salient film critic. He's seen everything, and he comes down on your side. He really yeah, no loves shit. it. Everyone with taste comes out on my well, side. Well, but the first thing he says about this movie is he's like, you're either, this movie is trash and you're either going to love it because it's trash or you're going to not like it because it's trash. Oh, totally. Totally. Right. And so you hate it. I just didn't like it, but. That's so interesting. Because I want, I just wanted it to be like, I guess if, if it was going to be trash, I wanted it to be like cheesier, but I felt like it wasn't. Like it was very serious. Oh, I think you're, I think you're, you weren't tuned in <laughs> to the humor. I guess not, man. It, it, to me, this is not serious, this movie, at all. Ugh, like, just, I don't think anyone in this movie was thinking, we're making a serious film. Anyone. Okay. I think everyone was like, this is a f- sexy fuck time in Florida yeah. with fucking alligators. It's, like Florida, it's Florida noir, which is like a thing. It's goof town. It's totally goof town. You can, oh, if you went in thinking like, oh, this is going to be sexy. So I went serious. in with like nothing because I'd never seen it. All I knew is that it was going to be like sexy, right? Yeah. And it is sexy. Sure. It's L-O-L capitals though. It's okay. funny. It's so funny. I did not find it funny. <laughs> Hey, hey, hey. Okay, so Robert e- Roger Ebert loved it. He was like, it's, he was like, it's the kind of trash that like glows in the dark. Like, that's yes. how bad it is. That's, that's like my favorite kind of genre. Right. Right. <laughs> I guess it just didn't seem like. But it wasn't trashy enough for you. You wanted it. Just an wanted, example of like how, guess, of a trashy movie that you think is really trashy. I guess it just didn't feel like fun to me like i don't know there was some like element of like was it because it dealt with sex crime so it's too dark that like the subject matter itself is too dark i i'm trying to pinpoint it yeah it was like i it just was i just didn't have fun you watching hated it. it you hated it i didn't <laughs> i can appreciate what it is but it just didn't like i just didn't have any chemistry with this movie okay but I can appreciate it. And I do think that the twists and turns of this movie are very fun. Yeah. They're because so the plot completely changes like seven times. Exactly. Which is exhausting. And every time you're like, what just happened? <laughs> right. How does that this make part, sense? Yeah. This girl's in with this guy? Right. What? <laughs> right. Right. But I also like wasn't sure that I agreed with you that all of the women in this movie are like multi-dimensional and like awesome because i i just felt like the sex scene where matt dylan is like making them kiss each other uh-huh i was like ugh, like this is sort of taking some of their agency away from me okay <laughs> in the sex scene yeah but it, otherwise it was just like <sighs> so working backwards yes this whole plan yes was Susie's. Susie's. yeah and she orchestrated it from beginning to end. Yes. Okay, that is great. But I feel like it was just such a long walk to get there. Well, that's why there's a movie, Alex. I know. <laughs> that's why this movie exists. I know. If it was just a, you know, a haiku, yes. then we wouldn't have a movie. I was just so exhausted by the time we got there okay, that I was okay. like, You were okay. tired. It pushed too many bodies. Right. Okay. okay. But I don't want to hate on it too much because I know that you love it. No, I'm ready for the hate. I know you are. I know you are. <laughs> I just, it's baffling to me that, I mean, Wild Things is so tongue-in-cheek. Is it? Yes. Give me a moment that's, like, tongue-in-cheek in this movie. Um, the very first scene when Duquette and bitch from Rent are Daphne at the Ruben school. Vega. Yeah, are at the school. Oh, where he's, like, sex, and they're all like, <laughs> and then he writes crimes on the book. He writes sex crimes, and then Kevin Bacon goes, what's a sex crime? And the kid goes... 
not no. getting any. Yeah. That is a joke about the whole movie. It didn't feel like a joke. Okay. To me, I was like, oh, this is like everyone on Twitter. This, this is, is like, what? This is like people on Twitter. Like, there are real people who actually feel that way, right? Yeah, there are real people who feel everything. Right. And they get made fun of. Sure. Thusly. I don't know. That didn't land as a joke to me. Okay. So we had like two um, the two polarized experiences of yeah. this film. No. But I, okay, so that's a joke. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's like, because, I mean, sex crime is serious. Okay? Oh, obviously. <laughs> Thank you. Rape is serious. Sure. Un, uh, raping a teenage girl who's your student. Right. Very, Very serious. serious. <laughs> but... Just by start, and this whole movie is sort of about that. I mean, right. not really. That's a okay. plot point in the so movie. So, like, but at the beginning of Wild Things, yes, Matt Dillon is a guidance counselor at a high school. Yes, <clears throat> he has. Uh, there is a, a senior played by a banging Denise Richards, who must yes. have been like eighteen years old when they shot this movie. I think she's a little older. Okay, well, she's <laughs> so gorgeous. I think she's quite older, but <laughs> she. Uh, Goes to his, we're, we are to believe mm-hmm. that she goes to his house one day after a car wash. Right. You never see the alleged crime happen, but you see no. him walk out of his house pouting, and then she subsequently accuses him of raping her. Yeah, she right. well, she has like a ripped shirt. Right. And before that even happens, we get the information that uh, Lombardo is a real like pussy hound, but he teaches at the school and he had a... He has some sort of weird connection with her mom. Right. And he reminded me so much of Ben Affleck. Who did? Matt Dillon. Lombardo, yeah. I was like, this felt like Ben Affleck's character in Gone Girl writing like a redemption story for himself for most (laughs) of the movie. That's a good connection. That's a pretty good connection. Um, But so, yeah, so she, so Denise Richards is very flirty with Matt Dillon and offers to go clean his car for the senior car wash. And they get there. They do it. She stays behind while her friend leaves. She's all wet and sudsy. Mm-hmm. Another, like, that's funny. <laughs> like, it's like campy. Joke. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. Like, the little boys who are watching. The audience is the little boys. Right. Who are like, LOL. <laughs> like, but this, this movie is, is like, rated hard. It's not for little boys, right? No, Alex. Okay. It's not for I'm little so boys. <laughs> I'm saying okay. we, the audience, right. are little boys. Okay, okay. Okay, you have to put yourself into that mindset maybe a right. little bit. So this is just to like... Act- like, farts are funny, <laughs> you Thank know? You. Boobs are cool. <laughs> like, if you, like, if you just sort of right. look at the world in a more simple way, okay? Okay, okay. Thank you. <laughs> but so, so yeah, she, she comes out with a ripped shirt and then accuses Lombardo of rape. And that's when this movie really picks up steam. Right. Because then this subsequently turns into, like, a major lawsuit for him where he loses his job. Right. Uh, and then there's also this, like, swampy Nev Campbell who, like, got Swamp kicked out priestess. of school. Yeah, she's amazing. School and, like, lives in the deep Everglades. And uh, she also accuses him of rape. Right. And I, I really love the Florida swamp as a setting for movies. I think it's totally underused. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I think it's very exotic. Is it? <laughs> to me, it's Have you very... ever been to Florida? <laughs> I've been to Disney World. Mm. Uh, but the swamp is just so... Oh my gosh, so much Great happens there. Great movie swamp. The water boy. Yeah. The rescuers. <laughs> yes, exactly. I like the swamp. It's a great area. It's underserved in film, I would say. Okay. Um, but so yeah, Susie then accuses him of that as well. And you have to understand, Denise Richards is very rich. She's from the richest family in southern Florida. This also seemed ridiculous to me, that everyone in this entire state was, like, shaking in their boots (laughs) over Denise Ryan's, or Denise Richards' like, slutty mom. Yeah. Oh, also Denise Richards is very disturbed because her father killed herself. Killed himself. Also not funny. Okay, but Alex, (laughs) that was going to be another example of a hilarious line, Okay. So, <laughs> when her mom was like, d- like, he well, didn't he have did. to yeah. kill himself. Yes, exactly. Now, that's funny. <laughs> okay, maybe I just need to, like, sleep on this movie, because as I was watching it, I was like, Go what? with your gut. Go with your gut. It wasn't for you. It's fine. <laughs> it's, okay. it's fine. It's fine. I can appreciate it. Okay. But so, anyway, yeah, uh, she's great with a gun, Denise Richards. In every movie, she's shooting guns. Yeah, and she's good. She looks good doing it. But... 
Um, it comes out at trial that Susie was lying. She wanted to get even at Mr. Lombardo because he didn't help her out when uh, Kevin Bacon's character sent her to juvenile detention for six months over a first offense of drugs, which is far too long. Right. Um, and she wanted to get revenge. And then it turns out that he didn't really even rape Denise Richards. Right. That was a lie. She just wanted to get even with her mom and get some of that sweet right. trust fund money. So this is like the first twist of this movie. First twist. Twist numero uno is like, oh, like these girls just made it up. And they made it up, and they put poor, sweet, innocent Mr. Lombardo in trouble, and his reputation is ruined no matter what. Right. So he has to leave, but they're definitely going to settle, and Denise Ra- Richards' mom, I don't know why I want to call her Denise Ryan. Yeah. Denise Richards' mom uh-huh. is going to give him $8 million, basically yep. like what's uh, in Denise Richards' trust fund. Exactly. Right. We also forgot to mention the lawyers in this movie, Robert Wagner and Bill Murray, are phenomenal. They're so silly. They're so good. How could you... Okay, so Bill, Bill Murray, wearing a neck brace... Bill Murray is like Better Call Saul. He shows up. <laughs> yeah. Wearing a neck brace, like, with that secretary, right. with their bit, you know, where he's right. like telling him out to lunch. He's out to lunch, or whatever, you know? Right. How could that... You didn't think that, that was... That was funny, but I was okay. like, oh, this is like the comic relief of this movie that is very serious. No. Okay, no. Okay. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. But so, he... Bill Murray is Lombardo's lawyer, and then Robert Ragnar, serious face Robert Ragnar, is uh, Sandra Van Ryan's lawyer. Um, I mean, the line... Okay, so when they first bring in Denise Richards to... Um, for questioning after uh-huh. she cries rape. Yeah. When the mom is like, this doesn't happen. My daughter does not get raped in South Florida or whatever. Right. That's funny. You didn't think that was funny. No. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. And it's also the performance. It's... Okay. Right. All right. <laughs> I just felt like it didn't go... It wasn't like OTT enough. I felt like this movie could have gone farther. I just... It's, I think it strikes the perfect chord. It's perfect. I think if it went farther, it would be like yawn. It'd be like, okay, we get it. You know, you're making a stupid movie. <sighs> Boring. You know, this, I feel like this is different. That's why it, it's so special. It's, it's perfect. It's funny enough. It deals with like, yeah, there are like saying you got raped is very serious, but like. Right. <laughs> to me, it just felt like under stylized. Cause huh. it, I don't know. Like I, I felt like, and maybe it's. Just because, like, I remember the the branding of this movie as, like, an erotic sex thriller, not, like, a thriller. Like, there was no element of comedy going into it for me. Uh Uh-huh. I didn't... I mean, maybe it's just, like, the way it was framed and, like, that's what's coloring Well, it is an erotic thriller. Sure. (laughs) But you're saying that it's, like, an erotic thriller comedy. Well, I'm... I mean... It is... Okay. I'm saying it's funny. I'm saying it's fun. I'm not... I'm saying it's not... No one making this movie was like, this is serious. Because erotic... So. I'm saying erotic thrillers, the, yeah, they can be serious, and usually that means they suck. Okay. <laughs> or they can go the wild things route and be a fucking rollicking good time. Okay. You know what I mean? Sure. Okay. Anyway. Okay. So... That was twist number one. Yeah. Then twist number two... Is that the guidance counselor, the swamp girl, and the rich girl are all in on it together. Yeah. And they're all, they're both fucking the teacher. And yeah. they're going to split the money three ways and then, I don't know, run off into the sunset, right? Yes. So then, uh, what happens now? So, Susie. Susie. So Susie starts, starts getting snitching. scared. Right. She starts getting scared because Kevin Bacon and Daphne Ruben Vega from Rent aren't like like they're still on the case. Well, at least Kevin Bacon's really obsessed with this case. Right. He's like something's up. Like he's sniffing out there's something wrong. Even though every, it seems like everyone's happy. Like yeah, Sandra Van Ryan loses eight million dollars, but she's got a lot of money. It doesn't matter. Kelly's pissed, but it's whatever. She's got her whole life ahead of her. Okay. Susie's pissed, but she's in the swamp. Who cares? Okay. Everyone's happy to leave this whole thing alone. But Kevin Bacon's like, no, right? I'm gonna spy on them. <laughs> this was when I was like, this movie could be over, but I haven't seen them kissing in the pool, so it's not over. Oh, it was oh, that part is it's only got just begun, you know? Right. So they, yeah, they're at the pool making out, and Kevin Bacon is 
spying on them and recording them on a camera <laughs> on a making like a camera. low budget camcorder making a smut film i know you have to think like okay in this movie he's a cop without a warrant on this teenagers filming two teenagers making out uh-huh. and appropriately the commissioner or whatever right is like you can't do that okay but you're fired we just have to say they getting into them making out i believe does she jump in the pool or does denise richards push uh her into the pool not campbell uh because push? she's angry yeah and then they're in a fight and yeah. then she's gonna like not strangle her but then she's like oh you're really scared aren't you yeah. And then they start making out. Yeah. That was ridiculous. Yeah, Alex. It was ridiculous. But it didn't make me laugh. It just made me be like, what is this movie? Yeah. I think that's why I like, I like horror movies and you don't. <laughs> you know? I guess. <laughs> Where I'm like, when things are ridiculous, I'm like, this is fun. I'm like, yay. Maybe. <laughs> I welcome it, you know? hmm I'm like, thank God. Yeah. I think this is a fundamental difference between us because I think I'm someone who likes when a movie plays by the rules and wins. And I think you're someone who asks, why are there rules at all? Totes. Totes. I was going to say break the rules, but why are are there rules? Why are we breaking my rules? Why? Right. (laughs) Because you like to be the voice of dissent. As RuPaul said in that New York Magazine thing, we're all, listen, we're all born naked. The rest is drag. Mm -hmm. We make the rules. Right. So, like, right. why? Why? <laughs> why is the most important question we can ask <laughs> in the world? Absolutely. You know? Sure. And why did they do? Why did? Why is Wild Things amazing? Because it's funny and fun, <laughs> because it doesn't. It just does what it does. <laughs> the twists are fun. I will give you that. That it definitely had me like engaged. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. So Kevin Bacon's in trouble. He's fired. Um, and at this point. Oh, at this point, uh, Matt Dillon and Denise kill like, Susie. Yeah, they're like, we're running off together. Oh, we're actually on this together. Fuck Susie. And so they go bring Susie to the beach and kill her. Mm-hmm. With a champagne bottle. They drink so much champagne in this movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, so we should talk a little bit about the threesome scene because right. it is infamous. And yes. it's still, I think to this day, I don't know when it's been topped. I didn't either. I was like, this is a very, very sexy scene. So sexy. Because they're both, like, even though they kind of look the same, mm-hmm. in that they have dark hair, yes. is they're playing such, such pose, <laughs> I'm, like, moving my body. I wish you body. guys <laughs> body language from, like, Ursula from The Little Mermaid. <laughs> but it's, like, they're, they're just so opposed Right. As they're dark and light. Yeah, exactly. They're, like, huge fake tits and, like... I don't want to show my boobs. This was when I was especially like, oh, this is Ben Affleck's character writing himself some Ooh, fan yeah, fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being like, and then they both fucked me. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, totally. Because <laughs> totally. um, that's what I really thought was happening for most of this movie. That may have turned me off to it. Which oh. was like, it really felt like someone who identified with that kind of man who like Ben Affleck's character in Gone Girl, right? Oh, okay. Where like women are out to get him. Uh, and so he like takes the power back by being like right all along. Do you oh, see what I'm saying? I do see what you're saying. Um, and that's never a read I really took from the movie, but I could see how that makes sense. It just felt like the way, even the way they like shoot Matt Dillon from like the first two or like half of this movie, mm-hmm. he's it's so glowing. Like he's such a hero. He seems. He doesn't seem scuzzy to me until almost the very end. Well, because he's not supposed to. That would have ruined the twist. Right, 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 <laughs> right. But he, you're scenes. getting all these hero shots. So I was like, oh. And also, because he's hot. He's very, very. This is the hottest he's maybe ever been. This is like he's peak so hot. Matt Dillon. He's so hot. If Matt Dillon was like this now, he'd be playing a superhero. Yeah. I know. What did happen? I don't know. Let's There's something that. about Mary. <laughs> uh, but that was a huge hit. So what do you I mean? I know. <laughs> what do you but mean? it's like that. He went in like a character direction, not like a leading man direction. Oh, okay. I guess. Um, but I loved that. I loved that he was like hot and shot as like a hot, sexy guy. Sure. And I mentioned this in the glamour thing. Like, 
I love that the guys in this are all fucking hot. Even the mom is having sex with a hot, like, gardener right. or whatever. I agreed with yeah. you on that, that, like, everybody is equally attractive. Everyone's there's no, tight. There's yeah. no hotness gap. We don't have to watch, like, Bill Murray having sex with Nev Campbell, you know? Which is what would happen in a normal lesser movie. Mm-hmm. Or on so, House of Cards season one. What? Oh, like Kevin Spacey and What's-Her-Face? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, um, so I didn't mind that. I like that he looked hot. I like that they all looked hot. And... Denise and Nev look amazing. Yeah, it's a lot of eye candy for sure. Yeah, and I like, I love the sex scene. I think it's gorgeously done. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like so erotic without being um, what we now would think is probably like distasteful. Okay. You know? Yeah. Because it's it's still very like loving caresses. (laughs) There's a, the part where I was like, what is happening? was uh, when Nev Campbell pours a full bottle of champagne all over all of them. Well, that's the best. That's uh, like everyone's fantasy. It was like the Scrooge Duck <laughs> part of this movie. It was the best. Right. Because that's, yeah, if you, you just won $8 million screwing over your mother, right. you've got two hot people in bed with you, pop a bottle of champagne and get it on, right. you know? Uh, so anyway, yeah, so they killed Susie. Kevin Bacon's still obsessed. And so he goes to Denise Richards' house because he's like, I've got the goods on you. Like, you're going to... I know you lied. I yeah, know you're exactly. faking it. And we don't see it, but, like, there's a scuffle and there's gunshots and then Kevin Bacon survives and Denise does not. She dies. She's dead. Very unceremoniously, which I thought was sad. I know, for what a, such an epic character. Right. I was like, she's the lead in this movie and we don't even get to watch her die. Anyway. She has such amazing lines. I can't believe you can, like... She has so What's her line to Susie? She's like, you swamp bitch or something. I don't know. She just calls Something her. like that. She has so many good insults. Oh, yeah. At the very beginning, she's like, she's like, where'd you get those shoes? Whores for less. <laughs> like, I was like, that's not a line. That's not a place. That is a line. Ugh, it just drove me crazy. Anyway, go ahead. Um, so then, so, but then Kevin Bacon gets fired um, he's been tampering too much. He's too close to this case. Everyone's like, "You're too, you're, you're way in over your head." Right. Well, he kills Denise Richards and makes it look like someone else did. He puts the, oh, we don't know that yet. We didn't know that yet. Okay. Right. But um, but they're right, and so he's like, "Fine, I'll take my, I'll take my bed and get yeah. the fuck out of here." But so then uh-huh. we see him join Matt Dillon. Yeah. Well, Matt Dillon's on the beach, living it up somewhere in Mexico or whatever, mm-hmm. alone. Mm-hmm. He's uh. And he's clearly, like, enjoying the fruits of his duplicitous nature. Okay. And he goes into his uh, new house or hotel room, whatever. Mm-hmm. Showers on. It's been, something's been tampered with. Who opens the door? Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon. And you see full bacon. You do. And it's glorious. Well, you see his butt. You see his penis. You do? You saw the unrated version, Alex. Oh, Maybe my that's God. why you didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I just really needed a bacon dick in the Wow. Yeah. Really you like didn't it. see the unrated version. Ooh. Maybe they cut oh, I'm out sorry, I don't own this movie too. on DVD. <laughs> you could have already. Um, I watched it on iTunes, so yeah, maybe they cut it. That sucks. Yeah, they cut his dick out of it. But anyway, so I saw his butt, and I was like, fine, it's fine, but He's got a nice butt, but he's got a very nice peen. Sure. Semi-hard. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. But, but anyway. Thank you for that. But again, equality. Sure. Denise showed her boobs. Yeah. Kevin's going to show some junk. Yeah. that I have no beef with Gorgeous. That. So progressive. <laughs> but anyway, we so then they, they've been in on it the whole yeah. time, and it appears like they've been orchestrating this whole scheme from the beginning. Yeah. Um, but the problem is, is that they're both idiots. Yeah. <laughs> they're both stupid morons who, like, couldn't... What's a good expression for what I want to say? Like, I want to find their dick with both hands? Exactly. You know? I'm like, I got a bridge to sell them. Right, 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 right. <laughs> They're just so stupid. So they go on the boat, and these idiots, because they haven't thought ahead. They haven't thought past this point. So they right. go on the boat together, and, like, we know one, only one of them's making it off that boat. Right. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, these two idiot males are going to share the yeah. money after he all this. He talented Mr. Ripley's him. <laughs> yeah. So Magdalene knocks Kevin Bacon into the water, then shoots him with a harpoon gun. He dies. Well, then, no, this is when, um... Twist number, what are we up to, four? I forget. But this is when blonde Neve appears Yeah, and she reappears. She's not dead. She's the one who shoots him. Yeah. Okay, so she shoots him. Yeah. She comes back. We're like, oh, you're alive and you have blonde hair? Whoa! Mm-hmm. And then, um... 
And suddenly she's wearing color. And yeah, she looks amazing. she's a new person. <laughs> uh, and then her and Matt Dillon, it looks like they're going to run off together. Mm-hmm. But he's, you know, at this point, he's getting a little wise to the fact that he lives in a world where everyone's two-faced, everyone's having everyone in the back. Right. And he's like, I'm not sure if I trust you because she fixes him a drink. Right. And she's like, oh, well, uh, I don't know how to drive this boat, tee-hee. Right. So I can't kill you yet. And right. he's like, okay, checks out, takes us Great. <laughs> and then meanwhile, Daphne Rubavega is at the swamp at her parents' house. Yeah. And she sees someone hooking up a boat, like a new nice boat to their car. And everyone in the swamp... No, the car is a new truck. Oh, it's a new truck. And it's her... It's Nev Campbell's old boat from when she lived in the swamp. Oh, okay. And because she was... And I don't think they're, their, they're her parents. They're just like... Because she, she seems like an orphan, you know. She right. lived there all, alone. Sure, sure, sure. But, um, but they were very close. She was very close with this sort of like idiot... Um, alligator trainer <laughs> and yeah. the woman who ran the trailer park and they were very close and he yeah Daphne Rubin Vega sees him hooking the old thing she's like what's what are you doing with Nev Campbell's boat and they're like she's not gonna be needing this and she's like nice new truck and they're like oh well yeah thanks bye but so then yeah. they find out oh but then he's also like yeah she was an amazing sailor and her IQ is something like 200 and I was like what she's smart and she had a grudge the whole time against Kevin Bacon not only for putting her in jail for six months for a first offense very long time right but because he was always on her ass and he killed her friend Davy. Davy. By the way, we never see Davy. Never see Davy. <laughs> which I love. Nothing. No one ever mentions Davy. I love it. There's I love it. Nothing it's there. So funny. Uh, it's yeah. so funny. But um. But so and so Daphne Rubinvega slowly puts it together. She's like Davy. New, new truck. Davy. Smart. Where's Kevin? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then finally <laughs> we see. So yeah, Nev Campbell kills Matt Dilly in this epic. Just, like Greek history lesson where she like takes him down a peg for not going to college uh, and then proceeds to poison him and throw him in the ocean and then she runs off she knows how boat. to ride she knows how to drive a boat yeah of course she does her IQ is 200 <laughs> yep. that means you can do anything yep she was the mastermind she goes gets to land she meets up with her lawyer right Bill Murray. Bill Murray. and it all the truth all comes out she planned it from the very beginning she was blackmailing Duquette she um, she knew that she wanted Kelly's money. She right. fucking hated Kevin Bacon, so she knew she had to get him involved somehow. Right. And everyone just played into her hands because you can't mess with a woman scorned. And that's wild. But things. she wasn't a woman scorned. Like, she was a woman scorned. Did she have a relationship with you, Kat? A sexual relationship with him? Does that is that the only way you can use the word scorned? Uh, well, that's like normally how I think of it. That like you're like a jilted lover. That's what that right i just misunderstood you no no she i mean she's pissed she sure. wants revenge how happens and she here? wants money got it yeah like a woman's born <laughs> so i got it um anyway so okay. this is so all the her end of this movie yeah. and that's the end and then it, during the credits so fun they show <laughs> you they show you how it all happened and they were like they were like oh we didn't get enough like sex let's add a couple more little sexy things didn't get those Oh, you didn't? No. Oh, wait. None of them? Nothing? I got a few of them, but not, none of the sex ones. Well, it's just like it's just like Kevin Bacon and uh, Denise in his office. Sexing. Oh. No, did not get that at all. Okay. Yeah, that was why it didn't make any sense to me, because then at the end, Nev Campbell is like showing him like photos. Mm-hmm. Because he and Kelly had been having an affair. Right. Yeah. But then I was like, where did any of these pictures come from? What the hell is happening? Uh-huh. Because I hadn't seen that sex scene. I don't think it would have made. It's just any like, it, you know, they were like, they were like, hey, we still got this set for 20 minutes. Let's let's shoot a little sex. You yeah. know, like, that it wasn't like. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. make everything suddenly. Clearer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's Wild Things. It is. Wild Things, if I could give Wild Things. <laughs> 800 thumbs up. I would. Okay. You know what? What's stopping me? I give it thumbs up. Wild Things is one of my favorite movies, without a doubt. Every time I see it, I LOL. There's a new thing that I enjoy, a new specific. It's so specific. The details are great. Um, it's just a fun romp. If you get a chance to watch it, like, the little tipsy one night with some close friends, 
I've done that before. Do you have like cheese pairings that you would go <laughs> wild things? Oh my god. I would do a whole southern styling, you know, like right. fried Chicken. fried stuff. Sure. What do they eat in Florida? You know, like fried alligator. Mars bars. Yeah, alligator. <laughs> Uh, I would enjoy it. Uh, this is a great movie to watch with a lover to get you guys in the mood. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's, an, it's a fun movie to watch alone on a Friday yeah. before Easter. Yeah. Uh, on Good Friday. So. I, I just love it. I And I really want to spread the gospel of wild things because I think, listen, I'm a prude, but a movie that's sexy like this, that's smart like this, that's funny like this, is a movie that everyone should see. Okay. I think... What you picked up on that I did not is that you believe that this movie has like a knowingness about its own trash, trash, yes. trashiness, but ma- not even trashiness because I can handle trashy. It's like its own uh, stupidity because <laughs> there well, are lines in this that are not, like it, I know that there are lines that are stupid, but like it's not a stupid movie at all. No, it's like well constructed. Really no one, no one who sees this movie knows what's like going to happen. Right. It does a really good job of like structurally like giving you the twists when you're least expecting them and then giving you more when you didn't think that there could be more yeah so i can give it that i just yeah i didn't pick up on the tongue-in-cheekiness of it yeah it's a sweltering hot like <laughs> it is it's a swampy romp, i was just like it knows like it knows i guess i just wanted it to be like more something i don't know i don't know what would have made this movie better for me i don't know either and this is just one of those things that we're always gonna see differently on yeah and that's okay and that's okay because this is america yeah. <laughs> and you can have two different views even though i'm tempted to bomb alex's apartment now yeah. i'm not gonna thank you thank <laughs> you so much it's america <laughs> right it is i have an american flag in my kitchen um yeah so what was i what was the other thing i was gonna say about this movie I don't remember. I just, I wanted to like it more because I know how much you like it. This movie means a lot to me. And it just wasn't happening for me. So I'm going to let you have all of it. Thank you. Well, next week, let's, or next time we record, because we won't be recording for two weeks because I'm going to be in Europe. Danielle's going to Europe. But next time, let's, you should pick a movie that's really important to you that we watch. Oh my God. Okay. I'll think about it. Okay. I don't know what it would be right now. Anyway. Thanks uh, for joining us. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great spring break and a happy Easter if you are into that. And wild things forever. Okay.